What is going on, guys? Welcome back inside the 465. I'm your host, Giuliano. Happy to be back here. I'm sorry. I know it's been it's been a week. I got out a bunch in a row, and then uh, I take a little break. I had some things to take care of, but they're taken care of now. So we're back. I got another exciting episode here. I'm happy to get into it. So without any further ado, boys, let's take it inside the 465. Welcome inside the 465. What a pleasure to be back. It is Tuesday, May 5th. It is Cinco de Mayo. It falls on Taco Tuesday. What a way to celebrate it. I, tonight I had tacos. I took one sip of Espobon. Espo, I can't even pronounce it anymore. And I, I almost spit it out because you realize things don't taste as good when you're not wasted. But uh, So I tried to have some tequila. Definitely had some tacos. Hope you all enjoyed your Cinco de Mayo tonight. But that's neither here nor there. Tonight's episode, we have someone... Who is first time here, first time inside the four, first time on the podcast, first time inside the 465. He's actually an original member of this league. I would say he is as relevant as Gartrell to this league, but the truth of the matter is we remembered that Gartrell was in this league. Uh, without any further ado, it's my honor, it's my pleasure to introduce to you Mr. Greg Pendergast. I trade a feeling And I know that I screwed the whole league Nobody's madder than G Jay traded Ronald Jones when he woke up to pee I trade a feeling And I still didn't make the playoffs Thought I was good at fantasy but I'm way off Not the Mac of all trades cause I'm here greg what do you say here g what's up buddy um one thing real quick i think we got to check the archives i think i was on the podcast one time before i think you called me like two or three years ago i was like mid run or something like that i know like i saw juliano pop up i was like all right my boy g i gotta take it yeah i was like huffing and puffing out of breath i think like 
I think I don't even remember who was on it, dude. But I, that, I think that was my one claim to fame on the Four Six Five podcast. Otherwise, I just been a silent listener, just on the wall. So I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if who was with me that day, but I'm pretty sure you were with Paul because I think you guys were training for like a beer. Yeah, we were. Yeah, me and Paul were running together. That's right. We were doing something like that. That back that to the Tecumseh so days. Just, just, oh, Paul running for beer. That's, I guess yeah, that's the man. only way it's possible, right? Exactly, well, dude. Absolutely well, right. Well, Greg, it is it is my pleasure to have you here. So, uh, as I told you beforehand, um, we didn't play anything yet. Obviously, everything goes in after in post production. But I did say going forward, we were going to have people have their intro songs. But I took the courtesy to make you one. And because I wanted <laughs> to get a live reaction from you, um, that song already played. So the rest of the people already heard it. But I want I want you to have a live react. Don't be afraid to like, you don't have to, you don't have to like sit there and listen to it and, and like take it all in. Don't be afraid to react uh, when you hear it. Because it's not done yet. It's still a work in progress. But uh, <laughs> I, I got to get a little bit of a reaction from you. So without any further ado, just give me a second here, Greg. Dude, I was like, where are you going with this? I was like, am I missing something? (laughs) This is unreal. Uh, uh, That's too good. I got a a feeling. Changed up the words a little bit. Pressed record and uh, went with, (laughs) I traded feeling. Dude, that is perfect. Unfortunately, we can't get away from the inevitable, and I don't know if you heard the lyrics, but the one of the, the second line was "Nobody's madder than G," and it still holds true today. <laughs> very upset. Still, it didn't make a difference. Still very upset. But Dude, since we have you matter. here, since you have the That's floor, great. Adam Thielen yeah. for for Ronald Jones. Yeah, right. we got to start right there. What? Dude, the elephant in the room. I feel like I've I've just had to define defend myself via just a couple measly texts. Uh, I think it made perfect sense. I'm I'm gonna stand by my. Uh, by my move back way back when, I did not feel like Thielen was going to play for the rest of the year or the rest of the meaningful year. And if it got to that point, if I got to that point, then, you know, it was slim chances anyway. So I thought, you know, he's valuable to other people. He's had a good, you know, six, seven games while he was healthy. He's one of the studs of the league. And I need a running back bad. I think my one regret that I got hosed for, honestly, right away, which rightfully so. I think BJ led the charge there. But I probably could have got more for him. Um, <laughs> I think that's Wait. probably, like, item number two. Item number one is helping Jay because nobody wanted me to help Jay. Understandable. Sorry, Jay. But um, I think I think just, yeah, number maybe, like, number two sub-bullet, I probably could have got a little bit more for him, giving myself a little bit more of a chance. But Ronald Jones did score more points than him, so – most measurable data points for the rest of the year dude ronald jones was uh was the better man but there were other better men to find probably of of course and and honestly we get on you more because of the name value at that point adam thielen ultimately does nothing for jay but it's, it, it was just like uh it just came for full it, the way the way i explain it is Jay gets so lucky with this fantasy football stuff. Trades just fall on his lap. Your trade was so bad, but that it made people forget about Gabe trading Kenny Galladay to him <laughs> for Nelson Aguilar and fucking uh, Delaney Walker. 
both guys who ended up being benched by the by next the next week while Kenny Galladay had himself a season. It's just the way it all came to fruition. Uh, that was always my biggest argument. You could have got more. Oh, definitely. I guess at, at this point, it's neither here or there. Still going to be mad about it, but it's uh, now it's just it's just one for the history books. It's, it could definitely goes down as the most like huh trade in all, of all time because <laughs> you can't say it was the worst trade of all time because and ultimately you won somehow. Somehow. But at the same time, it's just like, huh? It it just it does, didn't make sense at the time. Still doesn't make much sense now. But uh, it's for it's forever your claim to fame in this league. Yeah, I, I got I got. I mean, I I guess I quote unquote won the deal, but I probably end up getting the shit end of it because people would have given me a lot more. So you know, honestly, I thought it was the right move at the time, but also Gabe wanted to take a little bit of heat off uh, your back. So you're welcome, Gabe. People forgot about your trade right away. Uh, somewhere Gabe is fist pumping saying fuck yeah dude thank you uh, yeah so but the whole I mean the whole reason why this trade even happened is because earlier in the year before fantasy football even season even started we have, we've had conversations over the last few years you and I about you potentially rejoining the league or joining the league in general because that's before we real, well, I realized that you were an original member of this <laughs> league and you decided to leave us. I, I, I'm like, I can't even be mad at that because I'm not sure why. I'm, I don't know what happened. I don't know if you got sick of us or we just didn't ask you again. So I can't like, I can't have an emotion about that. But the fact of the matter is you are, you were in the league, you left. This year you come back and not only did you come back, we brought in an additional two guys. So this league goes from a 10-team league to a 12-man league. And your first year back in it, uh, did it live up to your expectations? What did you think of it? Um, how, how, what is your, like, uh, what's your feeling on the league going forward? It's so funny because, like, I, I, I don't even think I remembered that I was in the league before, as bad as it sounds. I'll admit it, right? Oh, we didn't oh, I'm man up to, to admit it, right? Like. <laughs> In college, dude, just, like, just tons of stuff on my mind. I didn't even, like, really get the whole fantasy sports thing. I just wasn't paying attention to it at all. Um, regret that decision to this day. Would have liked to have been a legacy in the league, but neither here nor there. Um, so, dude, I'm, I'm so happy to be back in the league. So happy I picked it up. I don't know if 10 or 12 is the right number, but it worked out in my favor, so I'm, I'm not going to complain about it. Um, no, it definitely lived up to the expectations. I just think the banter and the hype around it is just, like, just like you know while there i'm in a couple other leagues and i mean i could ignore every like measly group text or the group me message and and it'd be the same experience while this is like total engagement and i know from like you especially making the podcast and everyone else like honestly more than i could have thought um it would be so dude the experience was great i think the draft everything goes downhill from the draft the draft was just phenomenal (laughs) dude just jim just blitzed out of his mind like there's no way jim remembers the draft Canf in the shower just dude absolutely hose he's just so hungover um I, dude it was just so great um the whole thing all the guys um so happy to be a part of it yeah i guess, I guess you could say um mohegan definitely peaked as soon as Canf hit the floor like that dude. was that was the apex <laughs> moment it was unreal his whole head just bounced off the floor i was like he's gone like we're bringing a body home Oh, like man. we gotta call Mrs. Caniff, his beautiful parents, and just explain to them oh. that we just that dropped him. An animal. Oh. <laughs> we we didn't catch him. Oh, dude, that was that was so scary, uh, man. Yeah. Um. So what did you what did you think of the 8 a.m. draft? Obviously, it's over now, so you can look back in hindsight. But do you remember that morning being like, "What the fuck are we doing this more early in the morning?" 
Yeah, it was pumped. it was it was tough. I'm not a morning person whatsoever. Um, even being in like quarantine life, I struggle getting up before eight just because I, I can't do it. I'm a night owl. Definitely get a lot of work done later at night, but just getting up early sucks. But I will say that like it's just kind of fun. Like you're all there. Like everyone's kind of like in a little bit worse mood because they're feeling like absolute dog shit. Um, oh yeah. But you're just all in it together, just kind of grinding it out, and definitely makes it better that everybody's there. So I, I, I was fine with it. BJ's got a got a bat, you know, twelfth at a softball game, so I understand. Oh, gee, yeah, uh, sneaking BJ in his softball. Um, one one of the rules in the four sixty five podcast is we don't talk about other leagues, but I do want to bring up the fact that I know you talked about engagement in in this league over you know other leagues that we're in. We're actually in. Um, uh, Yahoo League together with uh, the boys up in uh, in the softball area. So <clears throat> I feel like you're, you're spot on though. Like you try to, even if you try to rally up people, this, you can't rally up. I, I feel I'm, I'm the commissioner of a couple leagues and I'm in a couple leagues with a, a bunch of some other of my friends, including, you know, like I just said, us in the Yahoo League. But uh, I try to rally up people like that in other leagues or even just rile people up a little bit just to get some like enthusiasm into the league. And it just doesn't happen, and that just makes my attention just always shift right back to the 465. Um, and I've said this a million times before: I could, I, you know, I can be in six, seven leagues, win all six of them, but if I lose 465, that's the only one I'm. That's the only one my emotion goes to. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna be more upset about losing that one than winning the other six. Totally, man. I, I think no other leagues like really exist in my mind, but I, I was, you know. I was in two other leagues. I'll call them just like, you know, like starter leagues, dude. Nothing compared to ours. Um, well, yeah, the one that we're in together, right, with some of the softball guys, they make a good effort at it, a good run at it, but it's just not quite the same because it's just kind of a, a mixed group of guys. Um, mm-hmm. I think you guys have done an awesome job of, like, you know, welcoming me back and welcoming Paul into the fold. And um, it's, it's been real cool to, to kind of have that camaraderie. But, yeah, I think that's really the basis of it. Um, yeah, the, the other leagues just truly just don't even matter. You know, if the lineups aren't set or, you know, I mean, you can, you can never leave a lineup not set. But, you know, it would be less of a deal if something like that happened or if a shitty trade rent went through. But everyone's watching every move in this league. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those leagues where I can tell. I have a, I, I mentioned this before, but I have like an awful memory when it comes to important stuff. But like I can tell you I do too, man. which I player really was on which team. I could yeah. tell you who dropped what which player. I could tell you who picked them up. I could tell you, you know, if I if I remember like a specific week where somebody blew up, I can tell you who they played, which week it was, who I was playing against in fantasy, stuff like that. But if it's something important that I actually need to remember, don't talk to me about it. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I just have a terrible memory in general. Like the important things, little things. Like I just remember random things. I think I don't know whether like there's no rhyme or reason, but my memory is just absolutely shot. I don't know why. Probably because like. <laughs> High school football, Paul just let too many guys off the left side just crack me in the back of the head. It's got to be contributing yeah. to it. I can't. Paul, Paul being your protection on the line. <laughs> yeah, later, bud. We're actually that's something I wanted to make sure we got into later because I do want to get I want to get deep into that. You're, we're talking to QB one here. Uh, I know it goes it goes kind of forgotten about because it doesn't get really get talked about enough. I feel like, but homeboy over here was in fact. QB1. But before we get back to QB1, I do want to talk to you about some real football for a second. Let's talk about the Carolina Panthers. Um, they made some big moves this offseason. They signed McCaffrey. He's now the highest paid running back in the league. You got a new head coach in Matt Rule. 
they're jerking off your offensive coordinator, uh, Joe Brady, I believe his name is. But on the flip side, Cam Newton is gone. Luke Keekley is retired. Greg Olson to Seattle. Uh, how do you feel about your Carolina Panthers? Just a couple years removed from that uh, Super Bowl run, now looking like a completely different team. Dude, I think I think the Super Bowl loss and just the complete blow up, you know, of Cam Newton and the explosion of Von Miller at the same time, same play, just that was the beginning of the end. Honestly, um, I, I think I think Greg Olson can play. Um, you know, I think he's still viable. I, I honestly think Luke Keekley's been a couple steps slow over the last year or two. I just don't think his body's there. Um, uh, long story short, they're just not. There's nobody's left from like the good old Carolina Panthers. Like I remember even like rooting for them when like Jake Delon was the quarterback. But as I look at it now, like the core group over the last handful of years, they're all gone. Um, and so it's just kind of a weird time. Um, you just gotta like shift and, and figure out if you're still loyal to the team or if you're, um, you know, if your loyalty was to the players. I'm still like you know diehard Cam Newton fan. Gotta root for Greg Olson. Um, Luke Keekley, like can't even root for him anymore. Poor guy can't play a football anymore. Mm. But it it just it's weird time. Um, I, the Joe Brady thing, I get it. Like it's it's cool. It's a sexy hire. The guy's never called a run play in his life. Like I like he was their passing coordinator. So I I mean I understand with that the like they absolutely the blew up. But what's that? I said with the best running back in the league. Right, with the run best running back. back in the league and slot receiver probably. But. <laughs> So they're going to use that, I'm sure, to their advantage. I, I don't know. It's just – it's a weird time. Um, there's been talks of tanking, but then they just load up the defense in the draft. I think, like, the first ever draft that's all defensive guys. Um, we'll see how it plays out. It's just weird. It's like I'm not going to know names on the jerseys anymore. I'm going to have to, like, totally reacclimate myself with the players. Um, it, yeah, it's just going to be a real test of fanhood this year, but still going to root for them. They're still my boys, you know, even if I don't really know them yet. Just going to have to figure them out. But, yeah, happy to have McCaffrey. If we dealt McCaffrey, I think that would have been, that would have been like, you know, pretty much the end. You know, that's kind yeah, of the only, like, yeah, shiny light to hold on to. So how, how do you feel about Teddy? Dude, I like him. I think he brings a good vibe. Um, I, he's not getting any credit from anybody outside of just, like, Panthers fanhood. That I think his record's, like, 27 and – 12 or something as a starter i just saw something Jeez. today so i mean I, I think the guy's you know is a has a winning mentality he seems really disciplined He was an absolute stud before his knee injuries um i think he's probably got like three or four decent years left so is he a franchise guy i don't know but i think with the right pieces around him he could win some games i just don't know if we got enough right pieces on offense around him questions on the yeah. offensive line and I, I don't know. I drafted Robbie Anderson last year. That was a huge mistake. So being like the oh, pseudo wide receiver too right now for us, I don't. Oh man. I don't know, man. Uh man, that's funny that Robbie Anderson was your boy, and now he's in he's in Carolina. But Teddy, Teddy did ball out well in in, in in place of Drew Brees last year. So I think, I mean, he doesn't have Michael Thomas to throw the ball to every down, or but he right. doesn't lose much from going from Kamara to McCaffrey. And then, I, you know, personally, I, I, I like the Carolina wide receivers. I like, uh, oh, Jesus, Devin Punches. DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. Samuel. That's what I'm thinking of, Curtis Samuel and now Robbie Anderson. Yeah. So it's not a bad combination. I think I think, I still think the NFC South is uh, – the NFC, NFC South got interesting. I'm glad I'm glad because any time I can bring up my boy Gronk and Tom Brady, 
Uh, I'm glad I can make this connection now. Dude, it that, is that a NFC South division. It's nasty. It's insane, man. Dude, nasty. the thing that I kind of laugh at, though, honestly, I don't know if we got any Atlanta Falcons lovers out there. Does G Payne like the Falcons? I thought no, for some he, reason. Uh, no, he's a Giants fan. Jesus. I mean, he's probably, he's probably a Chiefs fan now, but he used to be a Giants fan. I don't know why I thought maybe Falcons. My bad, G Payne. But, dude, like Matt Ryan's like thrown around as like like part of the like elite QB trio in the NFC South. I mean, I feel like he's just a guy where hypes just followed him for so many years. Um, yeah. Obviously led the team to the Super Bowl, not an easy task, but the guy just like doesn't impress me in, in crunch times. He's, he's nothing like a Breeze or Brady or Brady. Sorry. Um, yeah. I don't know. It, it's just kind of weird there, but yeah, it's, it's just a loaded league. It's going to be yeah. real fun to watch. How's your nickname going to be Matty Ice, but you can't come through in crunch time? Dude, seriously, no ice in the boys' veins. No ice in the veins. That's uh, it's gonna. I, I just honestly at this point, I'm just, I'm just hoping there is football. Give us something Me to look too, to forward to. And I mean, at this point, it's all talk. And I, I do, I do apologize because I do like to start these episodes to see how you're doing. But I had to. We just had to address the elephant in the room. Uh, just get him out of the way as quickly as we could, and then it led to football. But I do want to ask you how quarantine's going for you. What uh, what that work life is like right now? How's how's everything holding up over there? Yeah, it's not too bad, honestly. Um, quarantine life's pretty good. I, I actually like working from home. We've been doing it for about a day or so a week at Travelers. Um, so I've get, gotten kind of used to it, and I kind of like the the freedom and the space and not having to get dressed every day. I, and I feel pretty productive. So the work's pretty good. Um, our, our work doesn't change a lot. We're, we're super busy, and you know people need insurance, and so it's whether we're if we're writing less new policies we're retaining more so like our, our whole books aren't really changing a ton um if anything honestly they're getting a little bit more profitable because people just aren't driving no one's filing claims um so works works good it's interesting it's it's challenging keep me going um just quarantine life in general has been kind of strange it so my girlfriend kendall she came her company let them work from home like probably like a week before most other places around here did so like the first week of march so she came down and she was like oh you know we'll stay for a few days and um you know do the connecticut thing for a little bit and see what happens and that's turned into she's just kind of been here and we've been we've been (laughs) living together basically for the whole thing and so that's definitely unplanned and been interesting and and brian so i I room with brian still um canif obviously and um, he and his girlfriend Allie are here as well. She's studying for grad school. So it's been the four of us just kind of hold up, you know, working and, and just like isolating ourselves, playing some board games, watching some movies, just just hanging out. But it's been weird living with a girl for really the first time ever. Um, like, I mean, I've always had a girlfriend. I, You know, I don't know how many people know, but I've always had a girlfriend <laughs> high school you? through no, college, obviously. No. Greg, um, you, you, you never had girlfriends. <laughs> Yeah, dude, the, the, I, I had the Manta Teo girlfriend <laughs> all of college. <laughs> oh, man, that's um, exactly what she, oh, my God. But, that's no, funny. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's weird. Um, you know, a lot of respect for, obviously, you, Artie. I'm not sure BJ, not the ragger BJ, I'm not sure BJ's girl situation. I know he's with a 31-year-old mm-hmm. at some point with some, I don't know where he's living, right? But regardless, you're living with your girlfriends, wives, a lot of respect it's it's tough but overall it's honestly been good i think it's a good trial run and it's been pretty good overall um just talked for for a while so what about you man how's it how's it going down 
in uh, North Haven, right? Uh, we're in Wallingford right now. Um, yep. I mean, it's been good. I, I can't complain. It's, I think it's important to kind of, you know, make sure you find your time to get away from everything. Yep. Um, definitely just find your time to wind down. For me, it's it's doing stuff like this where I can, where I'm not, meaning not work. Um, like it's doing stuff like this where I can kind of just get away from everything for a little while and just focus on something that kind of um, just ch- takes my mind away from everything on the, in the outside world. I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's... Uh, no, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think taking time to do different things is, is important. And for us, it's like we're just adjusting to the whole like being together a lot thing. So it's it's been weird trying to like establish that as normal mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. do things for yourself. But it's been good. It, quarantine's challenging, but we're, we're trying to find ways to do it. How's, a, how's Judge hanging, <laughs> hanging in there? Is he liking you guys being home? Dude, he, he, he absolutely loves it. I um, bet. Um, like like I mentioned on Alan's podcast, he's just he's just never locked up anymore. He doesn't have to be, just because we're always home and someone's always here and he's always just just chilling. So for for him, it's perfect. He's he's not a. Uh, I don't know what he's gonna do, and I don't know what dogs in general are gonna do when people start going back to work once they realize that. I know uh, you're not home all the time anymore. You know, especially all these dogs that have just got adopted, right? Like people adopting them during quarantine. I, I kind of mm-hmm. jealous at points, but also like. Not knowing when the, all this is going to end, I, I'd feel so bad like having a puppy at home, and then all of a sudden, yeah. you know, it's out all the time, and then just have to create him all day. So, but in, in that in, in that type of scenario, I feel like if there was ever a time, I feel like for a lot, you're seeing a lot of people adopt puppies because it's yeah. almost the time to do it. Definitely. Um, just because you're home to train it, you don't have to worry about it. I know, like when I first got my dog, it was uh, oh shit, like we're we're gonna leave him in the crate all day, like is he gonna be okay, like stuff like that. Make sure he doesn't. I mean, knock on wood he's always been good he's never had an accident in the house but you oh, just never awesome. know you just want to i think i feel like now's the time to if you need to you know really just sit down and train a dog train a dog unfortunately they're, i'd rather have them have to get used to you know me leaving versus me just not being in the house yeah but you're right it's, it's no, a lot of work to train a dog yeah. and no no i'm with you man i yeah. it's a lot of work to train them my parents have had a couple dogs and so i've seen it kind of like from second hand and there's a lot that goes into it, so this would be the time to to be around, but that's good, man. Yeah. Glad he's enjoying it. Pretty oh, spoiled yeah. right now, I bet. Oh, he loves, uh, I've, <laughs> I've been, I've been throwing him in, <laughs> I've been abusing him for likes on TikTok, so that's, uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. it's, that's, he's been, I'm trying, I, I told him he's not worth it until we get TikTok famous, so he's not worth it yet. That's unreal. Dude, I haven't, I haven't seen any of the videos, I gotta check him out. Me and Brian oh, no, have no, been no, no. crushing TikTok. You do. I was gonna say, me and Brian have been crushing them. I haven't seen Judge come across the old for you page. I, I don't tell anybody. I just do. I do. I do them so sporadically and so randomly. Where I'm just like, oh, this this looks fun, and then that's awesome. But uh, I'm glad you brought up TikTok because you didn't bring up TikTok, you idiot. You brought up TikTok. I, I didn't write it down, but it is actually something I want to uh, talk about. Tick, tick about. Uh, talk about. Um, I've been crushing TikTok, so I wanted Dude, it's so to. Good. I, I'm like, to the point where Tiff gets mad at me. She's like, you're always on fucking TikTok. It's always the same music over and over again. It's like, oh, renegade, renegade. <laughs> Just like, or, or the, the one dance I can do now. Um, shit, what's the song? It's like, you know which one I'm talking about? Dude, I don't. I gotta look it up. I would have to. I would have to send it to you. Beep, beep, beep. It's like it's literally just like tap your chest, tap your shoulder, throw your hand up in the air, like one, two, three. Oh yes, 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 yes. And then yes, the yes, other yes. hand, one, two, three, and then both hands, one, two. Uh, I'll send it. But like it's it's been stuck in my head. And uh, like, I do want. There's that? like that one and the Renegade are like like I feel like you 
could learn and there's some of them on there that i'm just like there's no way like ivory just looks so ridiculous like there's this one like like the shuffle one i don't even i, I can't even like hum the song that it goes to but just almost like a running man type of thing that i tried to like figure out for a while just absolutely impossible i just yeah, don't have uh... the, the right muscle in my leg or something Dude, watching watching these um, random like you know seventeen to twenty year olds just blow up because they do like these the most stupidest dances I've ever seen in my life is it's hysterical to me and like I'm low key I'm jealous because I feel like we had Vine and Vine was cool and all but like TikTok has like that um, was like breakout factor like anybody can go viral at any time it's crazy type of thing. like I and, look like, at some that, of these that videos that was like we three hundred thousand views it's like how it's unbelievable exactly dude. Like I, I know we we all we like low key. I don't, you were playing lacrosse, so you, you didn't you didn't know about our vine escapades, but like we were low key trying to get vine famous for, for a little bit sophomore year of college. But like if we had TikTok, I, I have a feeling it, it would have happened just you based done off it. the way algorithm the way the, the way the algorithm is and the fact that like we had that mindset, especially back then. Like fuck it, we don't care how bad or, or stupid we how we um, we don't right, care how exactly. stupid we look. We're just gonna nothing do to it. lose. It's gonna be as long as it's funny to us. We don't care who else it's funny to. We just hope that they do find it funny. Dude, at that point, too, in college, right, if it's funny to you, it's going to be funny to millions of people, right? Like, everyone exactly. out of college is like, oh, dude, I wish I was them. Everyone in college is like, dude, they're, that's hysterical. Dude, I make I, I make the same jokes that I make with this group of friends to, like, my little cousins, and they just look at me like I'm an asshole. Like, <laughs> oh, like for example, like, our, one of the my fa- our favorite things to do is, like, we'll see it even now in, like, the group chats or the Instagram chats, like, send somebody that looks like somebody we know. Yeah, yeah. And we'll be like, G or yeah, Pandy. Yeah. But, like, I try to do that with my cousins, and they just look like that and be like, that's not, like, if I said, you know, my, my, my cousin's got a friend named George. If I'm like, George, my cousin would just look at me like, that looks nothing like fucking George. <laughs> like, you don't get it, man. Like, <laughs> it's like, it doesn't have to look like George. You just got to kind of look like George. Yeah, you got to be and able to imagine it. And just listen to my voice, the tone of voice is the one that gets you. Yeah, it's even it's even like the artist. Like my my cousin will just like break down a list of rap- rappers and be like, "Do you know this one? Do you know this one? You know this one?" And then I'll play him like old school Drake, and he'll look at me like this is trash. I'm like, "What?" Dude, it's so crazy. It's so weird to think that like stuff that we were so into like a couple years ago is just like nowhere to be seen now with like younger it's kids. It's on nobody's radar. Except like ours. I, dude, no one. I got a younger, I have a younger sister, and just the type of music and stuff she's into, and, and dude, like everything, even on TikTok, like both on TikTok, both avid TikTokers, right? Like, just completely different content, and like she just doesn't get the stuff that I find funny. It's so weird. Yeah, I don't. It's just, I, I, I think for me, I've always, even growing up, like I always appreciated uh, things that weren't necessarily in my time. So like my, for example, my father would always play growing, like he'd always play D Martin or. Yeah. Uh, actually, the why why I listened to that song that I played in the beginning, "Forgive um, Me and the People" and "Free Mass" is because like my dad would listen to a radio. I think it was like the River One Hundred Five Nine, something like that. Yeah. And uh, but I never like sat there and been like, "Oh fuck, this old shit." Like I just really appreciated it for what it yeah. was. And now I just feel like as we get older, people, especially this younger generation, just doesn't look at it like that. There's like no attention span. It's just like so weird. Like unless there's a hook or a draw or like a cool beat like right up front or like something absurd in the lyrics like there's just no hook like it, it's funny i was like the same thing my dad was like playing some like um bruce springsteen the other day um some like rosalita song and, and like mm-hmm. just jamming out to it and it was fun listening to it and just like like getting the f- fact that he vibed to it for a while and 
I don't know, it was just cool, like, learning about it. And, like, I, my younger sister just, like, on her phone, just, like, no interest in the world, just, like, yeah. watching, like, Instagram or TikTok videos. It's just funny, man, that no attention span at all. It's kind of scary. Yeah, I think, and I think that's the world that social media kind of created. And I think based off the stories, like I just said, those were all when I was younger. And when we were younger, I felt like we had a nice, like, I mean, I can't remember a world without it now, but, like, you can – you can go back to a time and be like, I didn't, when I didn't have a cell phone. iPhones weren't a thing. Yeah. What the fuck was social media? Like, I used to get CDs and put it into my my computer. Like my, I don't even know. What, I don't even know what you. I just like a computer monitor. Uh, like the old. And then like I, I remember putting games on floppy disk and stuff like that. Like those are all just things that like, I'm glad that we got to have, kind of appreciate, and now obviously still be in our primes for this this new wave of everything going on. It's so funny, like, even, th- like, I was never a huge gamer, but even think about, like, playing Xbox or whatever, PlayStation, like, you get the game, right, you get the physical game, like, the physical COD mm-hmm. game, like, Gears of War, Madden, or whatever, is like, the biggest thing ever, dude, it's, like, all downloaded now, and, like, it just, it's just so different, like, whatever laptop, dude, this is so dating ourselves to create, but, like, even laptops, like, no CD slots and stuff, like, it just, it's just so strange, like, people just won't get in. You look at people that are a couple years older than us, you're like, dude, you're like so, you're so outdated, you're so old, and it's just crazy that it's like turning into us for like the our younger siblings and cousins. It's so weird. Yeah, man. I'm, honestly, I'm trying to keep up, but like, um, so like I was with my cousins the other day, and I saw, and like the PlayStation Five is coming out in the end of the year. So like, I'm, I, I, I don't I try to hide it. I love everything PlayStation. I'll sit there and play it all day if I could, but most days. Uh, you know obviously life gets in the way so it doesn't happen as much as i like it to now but like i'm pumped for it i'm like yeah fuck yeah i want a playstation 5 like i want to you know i can't wait for it to come out like i'm old enough i remember when playstation 4 came out i had to like max out a credit card to get it (laughs) i got it now it's just like all right i'm gonna go pick it up it's gonna be great and my cousins are just like nah like we we want computers and like these keyboards that make a lot of noise and we everything's being it's weird that it's almost making a transition back to the computer it's the weird it's like the ninja phase of video games just like took everybody back from playstations and xboxes and now these young kids just want to be on youtube playing like streamers and acting like streamers and i think the craziest thing that they do now and i can't lie i got into it because we're home and there's nothing to do i got into it a little bit too but i thought i used to think and i still kind of think and i think i'm an asshole for doing it now too i think it's the weirdest thing to watch other people play video games right, on twitch YouTube. or whatever right Yes. Well, Twitch, and I, well, that's why I said it, because Twitch, Barstool Big Cat's been playing fucking yeah, NCAA Dugs, 14. man. <laughs> Dugs Nation, Air Dugs. He's been crushing it. And Get I him sat the there, burgers. I sat there one night, and I watched the whole fucking game. That's awesome. And, I've watched like 15, 20 minutes of it, dude. Dude, he was sitting there. It's not even like so he was super funny. Anyway. He's late. It's late at night, and he has a kid, so like he's whispering. It's I like, know. And I, so I only went there for Big Cat, but I ended up watching the whole fucking game. It's crazy, and he's just making money off us just watching him. That's what I'm it's just, saying. It's man. just crazy. He just is such a presence. I, dude, I could watch Big Cat freaking eat a cheeseburger and a diner. Dude, the dude just—he's just so funny to me. His oh, whole like man. aura just hysterical. I mean, I think of Barstool, obviously Prez, but like Big Cat's like right there in my mind. Um, he's just so iconic. It's crazy. Yeah, for, I mean, for me personally, obviously Prez is the reason why the brand's there, but Big Cat's the reason why I got into Barstool at all. So yeah, for me, definitely, he's, he's on top. Um, 
Yeah, it's just, you know, Coach Doug signed with Texas A&M. He's, now he's going to go coach Patrick Mahomes. Home, like the whole yeah. thing just took I, – I think, I think I like it because it's taking on a life of its own. It's so pretty like, funny. And people on Twitter are and, – and I don't mean people – like Patrick Mahomes tweeted about it. He's like, I'm ready to play for you, Coach. Like the Athletics um, Twitter account for USC, Toledo, and now Texas Tech all like tweet about it. And so like they're really funny. buying into it. They're like, oh, we're happy to announce that we signed Coach Duggs. <laughs> and then it's really funny to go on the replies because half the people know what's going on and the other half are like real Texas Tech fans being like, yeah, like what's what? going on here? <laughs> That's actually so good. <laughs> uh, I, I, I love it. And I, 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 I love it. And like you said, you can watch watch here and sit big cat watch big cat eat a cheeseburger. There's something about that man that just fascinates the hell out of me and I will follow him to the end of this earth. So true, man. Yeah, I, I totally agree. He's just hysterical. He's just so like genuine, like genuinely funny. Like there's no trying at all. Like I think the funniest people are the, the people that could tell a story. Just the way they tell it is just absolutely hysterical. Like any story, you line up ten people, the person who tells the story the funniest. That you know, that's got to be Big Cat. So, hundred percent. There's something. Um, as, as someone that likes to like you know do do stuff like a podcast or make make stupid songs about people trading away a fantasy football player like i really value and i really take a liking or an admiration to people's voices and there's something about big cat's voice that really draws me to whatever he says definitely i I totally agree it's funny you say his voice too because i remember first listening to part of my take and like like way in the beginning and i knew who big Cat was i like could picture him but for some reason early on big cat and pft sounded so similar to me so I could never figure out who was who, like never. Like it, it took till like they started filming their episodes until I was like, oh, like, oh, that's actually a different guy. Like it's not just Big Cat the yeah. whole time. I don't know why, but they just sound so similar. Yeah, it wasn't. I, I remember actually. I can vividly remember the first day I listened to part of my take. It was. I'm, I was never a big barstool guy. Uh, I know a bunch of us went to barstool foam sophomore year. But even when we went to Barstool Foam, like I never really connected the, the name Barstool to anybody. I remember being at Barstool Foam, being like, "Oh my God, Prez is over there!" And I'm like, "Who the fuck is Prez?" Like, <laughs> right? Like I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Like I have foam in my eyes, and they're fucking killing me. <laughs> um, but I, I remember just literally because I, I was starting to get into podcasts. I was listening to like Joe Rogan at the time. That's uh, Joe Rogan. I think was my like introduction into podcasts. I was like, "Oh wow, I kind of, I kind of really like podcasts. Like, I enjoy listening to these things, listening to people talking, the interviews or whatever." I was like, "All right, let me see what's like on the sports podcast." Obviously, even then, this was a couple years ago. Now it was right before the end of their second year, I think. And uh, obviously, they were they were number one already. Then it was like, "Oh, part of my take, Barstool Sports." I looked at, it, I was like, oh, "Barstool Sports, yeah, whatever." And then I listened to one episode, and I think I just started listening to all of them back to back to back to back. From just hooked. On. That's all it took. <clears throat> so good, man. It just the content's awesome. Like, I uh, for the longest time I never missed like a a Monday morning after the weekend of football. Just like like emulating Boomer. Like, dude, it was just so cool. Like, that's, just that's so funny. Alan's favorite thing. The voice. Oh my god, man. Whoop. That's so hysterical. Whoop whoop. Oh my Whoa. god. <laughs> you right. Oh my god. Back, 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 dude! I, I love how they do uh, all the like, like the the, the raiders and like yeah. they like give the sounds to all the teams and murder Jameis no Winston with that quirky wagons. song. It's so funny, it's so funny. I, yeah, I love I love everything they do, and uh, I hope they keep doing it. Yeah. Um. Wild. Um. 
speaking about things that oh i just want to bring this up because i was listening because i just said joe rogan so I'm, I'm listening to joe rogan today and i knew this was a thing but it was the first time i heard one of his guests actually bring it up he started it was alonzo Bowden, and he started the show by saying i'm negative because joe rogan is literally testing people for covid before they walk into his studio to record the podcast whoa uh, what do you think of that by him testing before they walk in the studio yeah I think it's smart. I think I've heard that there's like, there's a lot of false negatives. Um, I actually got tested for COVID. It, we were, oh, so shit. we wanted to oh, go. Break, oh, so I, I, I didn't, I didn't I'm, I'm, truly before, think I had it, dude. It, I had, it. So I didn't truly think I had it, but we were going to, so my girlfriend, Kendall, we're going to her parents' house, like this, whatever the week, that weekend. So a couple weeks ago, like that weekend, we're going to her parents' house and they're being real strict and anal about the whole thing. Like, where have you guys been? Where has Brian been? Where, you know, name all Definitely the gotta worry about where Brian's name been. where you've gotten everything. Yeah, right. Don't worry about where <laughs> Brian's been. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where Brian's been. Allie doesn't know where Brian's been. But uh, so, so they're being like super crazy about the whole thing. Like, understandably so, right? Not necessarily crazy. So I woke up on like a Tuesday morning. I was like, oh, my throat's kind of itchy. I was like, maybe I should just get tested for the hell of it. Called virtual appointment. Pretty cool. Got me set up with an appointment at the driving clinic the next day so i go in and i had no idea what to expect do they stick like like a seven inch q-tip six inches up your nose the thing was oh, miserable man oh, no. they do both nostrils they just like literally like jam it like it's like jousting they joust the thing up both nostrils then just put it in a bucket and say see you later it's it's, it's brutal um but I, I mean, I, I think it's a good move. By, sorry, it's a long story, but I think it's a good no, move no, by Joe I, Rogan. Honestly, I, I just like I don't know. I kind of am skeptical about the false negatives and like, I, I, but I don't know. I think it's probably the right thing to do. Just who, who the hell knows? I think the whole one of the themes of this whole thing is like who knows what's actually right. Who knows anything? Yeah, I'm, it's it's funny to me because like now my my uncle is at the point where he. He went from being the guy who was like three weeks early to stocking up toilet paper and everything that he would need just in case something like a lockdown <laughs> happened. So he was ahead of the game, and now he's just at the point. He went from that to being like, you believe in this shit? I was like, at this point, he's like, he's just like, it's a big. He's a big conspiracy theorist. He right, he's a walking conspiracy theory right now. He's just, and then he's like, you know, the, you know, what's really going? What's really going on here? What are, what are, what else is going on while they're taking our attention somewhere else? Like he's now he's just deep to, in the like dark web. Yikes, man! I mean, I feel like the mind can go on just crazy rabbit holes thinking about all that stuff. I mean, kind of, some of it's kind of true, right? Like we're just out of the public eye. Like we're like largely just not in these places where we would mass gather before, or, like these venues. Like what's actually being conducted in like concert mm -hmm. halls right now like who knows it's kind of weird yeah, no, it's it's definitely weird and one of my favorite tweets that i've seen during quarantine was a couple weeks ago when uh the pentagon released footage of ufos dude i saw that i was like yeah. i saw it on like fuck jerry news or whatever yeah. i was yeah, like no way but the tweet was like <laughs> um oh fuck i forgot what it was I was like, the, oh, it's like we're in the middle of a pandemic and they finally tweet about UFOs and nobody gives a fuck. It's so <laughs> funny because I'm lines. like, I've heard this from no one. Like, no one at work's talking about it. No other, like, news outlet. And I'm like, this yeah. is a pretty reliable source. Like, generally trust the news here. I was like, nobody's saying anything. It's UFOs in our yeah. sky. Dude, it's real fucking convenient that they chose the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> right? They're like, oh, by the way. Actual UFO footage. <laughs> it's so true. They're like, do it now. Like, oh, whoever wait, wait, was wait, out wait, there, wait, like, we, we gotta do it. In, we can, we're right gonna be invaded any time now, but uh, 
That is so true. Don't worry about it. I mean, think about it. I haven't even even talked to anybody about it. I saw it. I was just scrolled on to the next thing. I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) See? It worked. It worked. That's that's literally to my uncle's point. It's like, what are they really, what are they trying to distract us from? The UFOs are for one of them. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's so true. Oh, man. And I saw another one, too. I I don't even know where I saw it, but somewhere on Instagram. I don't really, I don't have Twitter. I I don't do Twitter. I don't know why. I probably should, but. Um, on Instagram, I saw it. It was like some like meteor, like two or three mile wide meteor, yeah. like barely missed Earth, right? That's like whatever, thousands and thousands of miles away, but it's like barely missed Earth. But for mm-hmm. that to be the headline and like, again, same thing, didn't really like react to it or think about it until right now I'm thinking back to it. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Like a meteor, like the biggest, like a state at some points, like. Like what just missed Earth? What do you mean? It was insane. Yeah, a meteor that could probably kill more people than this virus did, and instantaneously just cruise by the Earth, and nobody blinked an eye about it. Right, crazy, unbelievable. Oh man, what a world we live in. Scary, <laughs> a scary place when you really when you really start to think about it. Um, so um, we, I wanted to talk to you about kind of stuff you've been watching on Netflix, but specifically because it came up in the group chat. Uh, a week or two ago um so uh james brought into the chat you guys need to watch all american uh i'm happy to say that i've crushed all american i watched it at some point last year when i when i found it on netflix and then the day season two went on to netflix i think i was done the next day Uh, and and it's my understanding that you 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 too are also an all american fan i am so um we are almost done with season two we've been bouncing around through a lot of shows but dude, yeah, I like it a lot. I think honestly, the acting is like it, it's it's pretty subpar. Like mm-hmm. the storyline is not great, but it is, it, dude, it's so entertaining. Like it's one of those shows where just absolutely everything within the family structure that can go wrong is just blowing up, and there's always something or something new controversy. Like I don't know, I, I personally like love Friday Night Lights, so I would like a little bit more football mm-hmm. at times or something. But I agree. I mean, the, the show is great, dude. The the girls are absolute flames, dude. I think Coop is hysterical. It's it's a good all around show. I'm actually like super into it. I th- I think you you calling Coop hysterical is a, is a hot take, honestly. Dude, I I, I think I think she's funny. I'm not gonna man. fight you on it, but I can't. I liked Coop season one. I th- I would say genu- season one Coop. Okay, speaking, I'm with I that. Liked season one. In general, I like season one a lot better. Yeah, because I think there I was too. a little more football and a little less drama. Yeah, but um, Coop season one, I I kind of I, I liked her still. I still, still kind of liked her vibes. Coop season two, where I felt like they were just trying to push her music more than anything. That's I'm true. Just like, yeah, and I didn't think, even think the music was that good, and I was just sitting there like, oh my god, please make this stop. Like she's not, she's adding more drama to the storyline. She's more negativity story to the storyline when really I just want to see hot girls in Beverly Hills and Spencer James catching touchdowns. Yeah, totally. I, I agree. Yeah. They, they kind of like blew up that rapper like story. Like they, they've yeah. also kind of like expounded on pretty much every stereotype or every just like not necessary stereotype, but every like cultural um, story. Like they even brought in like the Nipsey hustle like story, which I like mm-hmm. totally good with obviously, but it's just like every everything culturally that they could touch upon. I feel like they're just squeezing in. Um, not the shit on the yeah. show again. Love the show. Of course, yeah. highly recommend. But just funny. All right. So before we move on from All American, if we had to power rank the girls in All American, who would be? And I and I think I'm not, I don't want to say the name. Uh, 
I think there are five girls there, so we can five like main girls there, so we can power rank them uh, five to one. If you want to start with number five, we could start there because I don't think it's going to get really contentious until the bottom. All right, so five being like like bottom five here. No, like five, yeah, five. So five to one, five being like the the least, the least uh, fire. Yeah, the least fire. All right, I'm gonna say, I'm trying to think of the five. Uh, you're not copying, count Coop as a girl, right? I'm, I'm hoping. Um, well, I mean, I was, I was counting Coop as a girl. Okay. She's going to be my easy, my easy five, but, uh. She'd be my five yeah, strictly so. because she's Coop and yeah. I'd probably be boys with her. She's um, yeah. so she's by default gotta be five. Um, I'm saying, I'm saying as like a, I'd probably toss these two back and forth. I'm saying, um. Laura Baker, right? The the coach's wife. She's probably mm-hmm. my number four. She's like okay. super put together, like trophy wife, everything. Um, just like the brains, like really sexy. Yeah, I don't know. I but like I think just kind of cookie cutter for me personally. So okay, I'm going to four spot with Laura Baker. Hmm. Um, probably throw Grace James in the in the three slot. Spencer's wow. mom. If she's one of the five, that. I don't know if she okay. was. She, I, I, yeah, she I came mean, to mind. Five, <laughs> sure, dude. It's funny, like I, all the people who are in high school, they're like five years out of high school in reality. All the yeah, parents yeah, are like five exactly. years younger than parents should be. So yeah. I'm throwing, I'm throwing Grace James in the mix of like, you know, I, I, I I'd go after her at a bar, definitely. Okay, I, okay. I'd swipe right on him. Shout out Jay. Mm. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm putting Grace James, I'm putting Grace James in there at probably a three spot. Okay. Didn't see that one coming, but okay. Then I'm doing, I'm probably doing, I'm probably doing Layla number two. Mm. She's like, just like striking. I mean, there's really not a lot to say about Layla. They're just like super pretty. Um, I don't know, just like perfect for this type of show. Then I'm throwing Olivia Baker, kind of kind of a sneaker there. I, I think James might have agreed with me in the group chat, actually. So I'm throwing Olivia Baker at the number one spot. She just got, like, this edginess about her. Um, dude, I think she, she knows how to how to have a good time. She just, like, seems like, again, I, I like the edginess about her. Just, like, really, like, interesting looking, really, really hot in my opinion. So mm-hmm. I'm going with Miss Olivia Baker, a coach's daughter, too. Dude, she gets it. She gets what hanging out with the boys is like. So I think she'd mm-hmm. be... Should be a good number one. Yeah. So um, my list is gonna. I'll, we'll go with Coop to start. Actually, I'm not. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go because because genuinely, I just don't like Coop at all at this point. I'm so sick of her. Uh, uh, the I'm top go, five. All right. Hot I'm, take. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put her girlfriend at number five. I don't remember. Her oh name. shit! I forgot her, about her girlfriend. Her, her girlfriend. Okay, girlfriend that's fair. My list. Right. My list. But good for you. <laughs> her girlfriend is right. Um, Hell yeah! All right. So she's number five. Number four for me is actually. And I think I think this is where the contention is going to start right off the bat is Layla, because okay. she, I think she's very attractive. But the more even she's another one, the more I see of her, the more I'm just like mm, maybe she's not as much as I thought she was at first. And then like all, then really her attitude in season two just kind of like threw me off completely. Yeah, that's fair. And so I'm just like, uh, like you know, you, you can look as good as you want, but your personality just shits the bed. It's it's not it's no bueno. So that's that's number four for me. So number three, let's see where I'm at. Oh shit! I might have fucked this up. Three. Oh, I definitely fucked this up. <laughs> I might have to sneak Grace, just to throw another girl in there. I might have to sneak three Grace James in the dude. Team, there you go, that. man. No, dude, on the no board, shot. two for no two. Shot. No shot. Miss uh, James. Um, 
Did you get to the part part in season two where they're at the high school reunion? Yeah. Okay, so then I'll just pick that random girl at the table because I don't want to put Grace James in there. That that other girl from high school that's just in love with both of them, Coach Baker and. Dude, that's uh, so funny, dude. She's Spencer literally James. hitting up everyone, asking them if they're single yeah. on the spot. She's trying. Yeah, she's just trying to get with anybody at this point. So I, I like I like a girl. I like a girl who's later in life that's still all about that. I like your chances that. with her too. I I'm think, a, I'm yeah. a three. No, right. I, me me too. Me too. When when they're on the prowl like that, you never know. <laughs> you, you just never know. Uh, so number two for me is actually Olivia Baker. Okay. I like Olivia a lot. I just, uh, I think she's got like, she's, she's sweet. She's sensitive. She's got those, like, she's got that like innocence to her, which I just really, really draw to. So that's number two for me. But number one, and I don't know if it's any surprise based off of the answers I've given on like, you know, the bang bus stuff, but Mrs. Baker dude is gotta be one of the hottest women I've ever seen in my life. Yes. I mean, she's a Fox. There's no doubt about it. Like I can't, like, like unbelievable, unbelievable. I can't. I, I don't know what else to say, Mister Baker. Coach Baker fucked up because that girl is fine, <laughs> dude. She is. No, I, I agree. She she's an absolute rocket. I don't know. I think she's a little stuck up. That probably throws me off a little bit. Um, but no, dude. Oh yeah, an absolute rocket. I mean, I, I mean, I could see that. I could see that. But her vulnerability comes out. I feel like it's nice to see that side. And, you know, she's. But at the same time, she also has like that. Um, I for, I forgot what her title is her work her fake work title is but she's you know strong leadership type of thing like i feel like she'd be a force to be reckoned with let her take charge a little bit have a little fun see what happens you never know dude i'm with you man all right <laughs> let, let uh let miss baker drive for a little bit i'm yeah, into that nah nah you got it i'm nah, into that okay dude yeah, yeah. you do that angle at me i'm with you mm-hmm. but dude l- yes, let, let miss olivia baker drive a little bit i don't know i think no, that listen, could get a little interesting i i, I we don't need to <laughs> Let's just say, what's that? I'm just saying, not uh, I'm not pointing anybody out. Me, I'm just saying, if you're bored, we're, we're team no fap. If you listen to Alan's episode, we are team no fap. I'm just saying, if you're not team no fap like myself, and hopefully Alan is stuck with it, then you know, look it up. It's interesting. It was a, uh, it's it's a classic. Um, so. Uh, before before actually you know since we already took it down this alley let's let's talk about it because we haven't had you on uh a, fo- a football episode yet but this question did come up every episode this year starting from episode one so greg this is a very important question i hope you're ready for it i hope you have an answer ready for it <clears throat> and uh let's go for it three two the bang bus comes and picks you up who are you hoping is inside waiting for you I feel like I've been preparing my whole life for this question. Um, just, just mentally, just envisioning it, just about every day. I, I think I gotta go with probably not a common pick, um, but I hope Ooh. everyone can respect it and maybe even change a couple people's minds, make it their pick. But Miss uh, okay. Miss Blake Lively, actually. Blake Lively. Hmm. Okay. I would like okay. Miss Blake Lively in the bang. Ryan Ryan Reynolds' right wife. Yes. Blake Lively. Right. Okay. Yeah, no, I fuck with that. Absolutely. I think, dude, in, I think she's in the town potentially. There's a couple movies where she's just like. I was gonna ask you which one because I know there was one movie in particular where I'm just like, wow. Dude, yeah, where she's going after Ben Affleck and he's just like, he's kind of leaving her in the dust a little bit towards the end. But, mm. dude, she is just like to me, just got just like this like, crazy like sexy vibe and look from her. Yeah. Um, just like I don't know, just like super interesting. And I just think, yeah, just like an absolute rocket. Oh, yeah. She was in the town. Yep. And she was, I think the movie where I, I liked her for the first time was Accepted. That's a low-key movie in 2006. Justin Long, they created, uh, uh, 
South Harmon State University. Yes, dude. Shit. Yeah. So I didn't remember that she was the in first that movie. One. That's awesome. Oh, I, I just Googled it and it came up and that, that, that's okay. what hit me where I was like, but I, yeah, I know the movie. I just I can't from. remember her. That's all right. She was also in Green, Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds, which came out in 2011. Dude, and that's when it all started. So, I mean, how could you not? I, I don't blame him at all. Not one bit. It's, uh, yeah, I don't blame him either. Dude, I not obviously bad. sleeper pick, a probably man. a little bit on the left field, but I'm telling you, man, watch the town, just the vibe, vibe about her, man. If she walks out of that, oh, that bangs yeah. box, dude, stri- strides out of uh-huh. that thing, I'm telling you, it's going to change a lot of people's minds. Hmm. I definitely like that. Um, all right, Greg. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I just want to save you here. Cause I feel like you're going to get roasted in the group chat for that answer. And for one reason, not one reason only, not because Blake Lively is not, is because the boys want to hear a porn star name. So if, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with, man, uh, the bang bus comes and picks a, it up. <laughs> th- that's fair. So, you know, if you want to, if you want that to be an outtake or something, or throw no, 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 we're going to leave it there. But I just, I just see like somebody going, yeah. like, what, what, like, what? <laughs> I, I'm I know with you. it's a great All answer. Right. I, it's a but it's a very Greg Pendergast answer. Very authentic we, 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 we answer. Want, dude, we want like, the Greg Pendergast. We want the dirty, dirty on Greg Pendergast. Sure, I think, I think the to answer your your second question, it's probably got to be um, to those who know her, Miss Jasmine Cairo, Jasmine Caro. To those who may or may not know her, feel free to look her up. Like treat yourselves, gentlemen. Um, oh, so I, I think that. Okay. That could also turn a, a lot of, a lot of heads right there. So she, ooh, have okay. a good like couple the, of nights like with that Latina, one, boys. Latina chicks, okay. Okay, she she's like a Hispanic looking Rihanna. Yeah, she's again like very edgy, very just distinct looking. But yeah, that's that'd be uh, to answer your question properly. <laughs> that would be my choice. I appreciate it. I no, I was I mean I, I was expecting a little bit of hesitation or a little bit of oh shit oh I didn't think. But you know now I, I truly understand the. Uh, I just the, the I just want like I said I just I just know how they're gonna respond to it so if, at least if you have it in here they can be like oh okay never mind I don't I don't need to blow up the chat you know yeah oh maybe I can get like a, a couple like new guy credits that are still like dangling yes. out there like oh yep. oh okay new guy like whatever give him a yeah. break <laughs> I will say uh, if if we were doing it based on movie characters and I and I think I said this in Gabe's maybe Gabe's episode in, earlier in the year but for me it's uh. Like to you, Blake Lively. Blake Lively is to you what Natalie Portman is to me. I'm with you. I love her. 100%. I'm Smart also just girl, like so bad Harvard. with names, so I gotta just do a little. Okay, oh, yes. Dude. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Dude. Come on. No, absolutely. She went to Harvard. She was on Star Wars. I didn't watch Star Wars, but she was there. Dude, she, she looked, was there. I wasn't there. You know who? Uh, no strings attached with her and Ashton Kutcher really just set me off with her. I could see that. You, you know who me and Ken have been vibing a lot on Instagram, dude. Just such a like, an absolute rocket again is like that Kim Cop girl. Hmm. Um, she like started her like her her own business, Kim like K A U P E or something like that. Just like just like so put together, just like looked very similar to Natalie Portman. Just putting two and two together, so that's the first person I thought of. Yeah, definitely send one of those to the to the group because I, I haven't looked at them yet, but I, I could see that James and Jay had a thirty notification conversation on Instagram about um, some buck girls on Instagram. So um, I would say Jay's definitely the um, the aficionado when it comes to buck girls on Instagram. All like right, he's cool. he's the cult leader. So let, I would send it into the group and, and let them judge that. All right, will do.
I did want to, what I was trying to get to from All American was <laughs> your high school football playing days, not necessarily <laughs> where it went, but uh, we went there, and that's uh, that's all that matters. Um, so QB one, we talked about a little bit earlier. Uh, I feel like it goes under under mentioned, and like you don't you don't give yourself enough credit for being QB one. Um, let's talk about it. What, what was the stat line like? What was what was the career stats? How many years were you a starter? How good was actually Paul at blocking for you? Stuff like that. Um. So yeah, high school football was 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 pretty pretty fun, man. Um. QB one obviously always a good time. I, there's definitely like some back and forth with, um. You know, I moved um to Connecticut when I was a sophomore in high school. So oh, sure. uh, from where? From uh, upstate New York. So I lived in Ithaca, oh. New York for a while. Um. For Holy probably like, for about seven years. So. Breaking news into the podcast. Greg's not from Connecticut. Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking news. Holy not from shit. Connecticut. Yeah, man. So I, I lived in uh, upstate New York in Ithaca. We're like near Cornell for like seven, eight years. Um, wow. Yeah. So moved in the middle of high school, which was tough. Paul was, I believe, the first friend, dude. First of, uh, they had two days football practice before sophomore year. Met Big Bad Paulie. Um, Kinda I feel hit, like your first conversation with Paul was like, hey, hey, uh, listen, we have a running back in the backfield, okay? Hand it to him. We need three and a half yards of carry. That's right. all we need. Right. Do you like to hand the ball off with your right hand or left hand? Okay, good. All right, perfect. I'll toe coach. Um, oh, man. No, dude, Paul's the best. Um, we uh, No, yeah, it was good. High, uh, high school football is fun. It's just definitely like so glamorous, obviously, in every show. Um, yeah. So I would say our high school experience is not quite like that. Um, and I was also like much more of like hang out with the, like the nerdy kids taking AP classes and a couple of the athletes. I was never like in the super popular crowd in high school. So mm-hmm. probably didn't get all the, that probably comes with being the QB one. What's that? Probably cause you hung out with Paul. Probably. Yeah. That was my downfall right away. But, uh, no, <laughs> it, so it was good though. Man. Stat line was, was, was okay. D- yeah. Definitely more touchdowns and interceptions with that, which I was happy with. That's all that matters. Yeah. Um, but what well, we were how many times you throwing the ball? Like a, What's that? So, you're, so you're a run heavy team. How often would you actually pass the ball? We probably, I probably on average threw the ball like fifteen times a game, something like that. Maybe mm-hmm. close fit between fifteen and twenty, something like that. So not too much. We we had a pretty good running back, my buddy Mike. Um, so we, we ran the ball a ton. We tried to run a spread too, which we didn't really have the personnel for a spread. Um, but that led to a lot of like like sweeps around the end and um, like weird like option stuff. So hmm. it was it was an interesting offense. Head coach wasn't great. A couple good assistant coaches, but head coach wasn't great. Um, but it, it was fun. I'd say one of my claims of fame was was probably senior year. I think I scored the it was ended up being the game winning touchdown against a pretty big rival at the time. Um, so we were South Windsor and we were playing Windsor. Um, it was a rushing touchdown, which was very rare for me, as Paul will tell you. I wasn't really the scrambler in high school, but uh, like just play action fake, went ran off the right side, scored the game winning touchdown. So that was pretty sweet. But I I don't know. Otherwise, it was oh, good. It was a good just slide good that in there. What? Just slide that in there, dude. Just slide Watch that in there. Yeah, dude. Very, it's very casual. And dude, Humble dude, exactly brand. what it seems. Just, if just you ever watch a tape, it was like no one was expecting me to run. Faked it to my buddy Mike. I, I, I could have tripped on myself, dude, and army crawled into the end zone for eight yards. Oh, so it was man. very, uh, very casual. But so, so I got a couple follow-up questions to that. So you moved, you moved there from here sophomore year. Yep. How does that transition to you 
becoming QB one? When did you become QB one? Was it, was there any like bad? I guess I don't know a better word for it, but I guess bad blood for whoever was the QB there at the time, stuff like that, or was it just like a good timing for you to come into the role? Yeah, there definitely there definitely was some. When when I came there as a sophomore, I had a good shot at playing varsity. The the quarterback on varsity, he was he was an all around athlete, so they were thinking about moving him to wide receiver, and I was going to be able to take over the quarterback spot. I just played like real well in camp and had a strong arm, pretty athletic. Um, but in an opening Pretty scrimmage, like a couple days before school started, um, like I, I was running with the ball right off the left end, um, just got cracked from one side and then from the other side by a couple linebackers and just shattered my collarbone, um, in my, in my throwing shoulder. So I was out for the whole season, which was absolutely terrible. Um, sophomore year just moved there, a lot of expectations and out for the year. So sophomore year was gone for football. Thankfully I could play Damn. lacrosse. Um, but then junior year, um, there was a bit of contention. There was a senior that year too, who wasn't great, but coach loved him cause he played baseball, coach, coach baseball as well. And so we, mm-hmm. we split a little bit of time, but I would say I was, I was probably the starter, um, arguably mm-hmm. throughout the year. And then senior year, I ended up being QB one. Um, so it, not a ton of contention there senior year, but junior year, there's a little bit of back and forth with this other kid. Um, it's tough, man. It's a. It's it's tough fine for that starting role, especially coming off the injury and still being kind of the new kid, not really having the chance to show people what you got. So definitely had to so, fight my way to the top. That's that's uh so one more follow up there question. Um how much is Paul to blame for you breaking your collarbone on that run? So so Paul for the longest time, dude, when we would go out at Weeha and, and talk to girls, try to pick up a couple girls, right? Or I always had a girlfriend, right? Or like Matt, I tell girlfriend. You had a little span. You had a little span. I, I, I have a couple months span, a couple month pair. But Paul, Paul, whenever you would go and talk to some girls, first he would say one or two things. He'd be like, he'd be like, yo, I uh, I wrestled in high school, state champ. Leave it at that and see what they responded. Or he would point to me and be like, this is my quarterback. I broke his collarbone. And then just like lead in the conversation. <laughs> in reality, Paul, wow. Paul will tell anybody that he broke my collarbone because I ran to his side. Paul yeah. had nothing to do with it. <laughs> Paul, like Paul couldn't have done oh, anything man. differently. Collarbone was getting shattered either way. Just oh, took a weird God. hit. But, you know, being the guy he is, stand-up guy he is, he's going to take stand-up credit guy. for it. So That's, that's, that's funny because – He's not taking credit to be like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. I should have had your back on that. He's taking credit for like, yeah, I broke your collarbone, bud. Yeah. He's, he's like, he, I think he might, might have tried been playing the sympathy card or something at the bar with the ladies. But oh, um, no, Paul, not your fault. I think it was going to break anyways. Oh, man, that's that's so funny. So uh, did, you, did you play only – Did you so you played football and lacrosse and that was it? Or did you play anything else? Yeah, just football and lacrosse. Rec basketball so, was pretty big in our town, like just like town basketball. So I played that in the winter, but was never very good. So, but it's just for fun. Yeah. Um. So lacrosse obviously took on a, a bigger role in your life. Uh, how did you do in high school there? You obviously you got to play sophomore year. After healing from the collarbone, uh, I'm assuming you played junior and senior year. But somehow, somewhere along that journey. Uh, you get recruited by Quinnipiac and I assume get offered a scholarship to Quinnipiac. What was kind of like that experience like? Uh, how many other offers did you have on the table? And like, uh, how did you make your decision to come to Quinnipiac? 
Yeah, it was so it was a lot easier transition playing lacrosse. The lacrosse team at South Windsor wasn't very good, um, and I had come from a, like kind of a lacrosse hotbed in upstate New York. Um, Ithaca was really good. Actually, like while we were in high school, my class ended up going to like three straight state titles after I left. Oh, like they, they were real good. Always played with the the guys on Long Island that a couple of guys on this podcast would know, like the Ward Melvilles and, and uh, um, a couple of guys down there. So. Good, came from good lacrosse roots, so it was pretty um, seamless transition to playing in South Windsor. Um, so played right away, was able to kind of like star there more than I did in football, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. The played on some summer teams, um, like you got to play like club teams during the summer to get noticed. It's not just what you do in high school, especially being a place like South Windsor. So that got me noticed. Um, I was just like kind of a, a grinder, like I not real like. Not really flashy, but just worked real hard, hustled a ton, and it was pretty athletic. So, stood off from that sense. Got, I think I got offers from, I don't know, a handful of schools. Like I think Rutgers, um, Providence, Sacred Heart, Hartford, and Quinnipiac, something like that. So like kind of like regional areas, but uh, mm-hmm. I really want to try to go the D1 route. I, I thought it was just like such a, it was a real goal of mine, and. Um, it made it, it made it happen. Might have been probably better suited at like a D two, D three school. Probably would have been able to shine a little bit more. But honestly, no regrets. Um, Quinnipiac was a great place, good to me. And yeah, it was kind of wild though, like knowing where I was going to go to college before senior year even started. Only applied to one school because the offer was there. Um, yeah. Just a lot less stress. So you you make your way to Quinnipiac. You. You started right away at Quinnipiac, right? Yeah, we we got lucky. Our I, I guess kind of lucky. Our our freshman class because they graduated a lot of seniors the year before. They're a really good team before we got there, and so we all had the opportunity to compete for positions. So yeah, I, I started right away. Um, started pretty much every game freshman year. I think I made like freshman year. I definitely peaked honestly on on the <laughs> lacrosse field, which kind of blows. But I think I made the like the all conference rookie team or something like that, oh, like some shit. bogus, like whatever. But it, I mean, it was cool at the time. Bogus, it, that's awesome. No, yeah, Come it was, on. it was cool. Um, definitely a cool feeling, you know, it was a really good experience to be on the field so much and had a lot of buddies that went and played other places and, you know, struggled to fight for time. So it, it was real cool. Um, cool to be out there and competing and, um, some real good memories and sophomore year was good too played a lot um started most of the games um junior and senior years kind of tapered a bit um got some good young talent and um honestly like not a ton of development was done at Quinnipiac with our coaching staff so it was mm-hmm. it's kind of tough to really improve so on just on top of like raw talent like guys weren't progressing probably as much as other places so I, I felt like I kind of plateaued a little bit but still fun man nonetheless actually had to change positions uh, senior year because um, they were just kind of shake up a lot of guys playing defense, which is what I played. So I played like this position called short stick defensive midi. So like kind of like just like short, like a, yeah, you know, right. Obviously your Hamden days. Um, yeah. So just like getting in there, mucking it up on the defensive side um, with like the shorter stick. And, and so that was fun. I mean, still got the play, still got some, some burn out of it. And um obviously just just awesome experiences i mean travel all over the country played at air force a bunch of times out in colorado springs which is just absolutely incredible playing 
playing there. It's just really beautiful being on that base and right in the Rockies. Um, you know, went to a bunch of Ivy League schools and played. Went to Brown, Harvard, Yale, um, Dartmouth. So it, it was really cool. Wouldn't, wouldn't change it for the world. So Definitely proud of those experiences for sure. What would you say was your would what would you say was your favorite experience uh playing lacrosse there um probably like two games stand out for me one was sophomore year first game of the season we beat brown um at brown it was the first time i think we had beaten a an ivy league team so so that was really cool just like such an awesome game we like came in with a real creative defensive like scheme um and just completely shut them down um, so that, that was awesome. And they went on to like be really, really, uh, really solid that year. And then another one, we beat sacred heart in like, in, I think triple overtime. And I think that was what, what year did our, uh, did our hockey team lose in the title? Right. To Yale. Was that junior year? Sore spot. Was, obviously. Uh, yeah, it was, was it? no, I just started dating Frankie. It was sophomore year. Sophomore year. So yeah. it was sophomore year as well. And the same night, we beat Sacred Heart in like triple overtime, this like crazy game at Sacred Heart. And they're just, those guys are such douchebags. And, and we would like hate it on big rivalry in state. So we were all amped and get back on campus. And obviously like the hockey team lost. So it was just such a weird time. But I think those two were, were, were pretty cool experiences. So you guys won a triple overtime game at Sacred Heart. The Quinnipiac men's basketball, uh, Quinnipiac men's hockey team lost to Yale in the championship game. And Bob walked off stage at our spring concert all on the same night. Dude, it, it's going to go down in the history books. It's in the archives. I was actually thinking about that the other day because I was I was cutting the grass and the Bob song came on. <laughs> and I was just like, Bob got fucked. Like, and shout out to Quinnipiac for scheduling the spring concert for the day that of potentially the national championship. When I'm pretty sure at that time we were already the number one team in the country. So Dude, seriously, it's just such like, not what? a sports school. Like there's what there's no there's no sports DNA in that school whatsoever. That's the one maybe the one regret I would have about Quinnipiac is just just really just outside of like a core group of, of students who, who yeah. love the hockey and the basketball, there was just not much investment or time spent. But when yeah, it, it was when it's, it is what it's it is. just it's just crazy. And everybody's path everybody's path. The Quinnipiac is different, obviously. Um, mine was kind of set for me. You you made the decision. Uh, everybody else kind of, you know, made what well, you made your decision based off athletics. Everybody else kind of made the decision their own way. But it's uh, it's weird that it all leads us to this to this one place. But for whatever reason, none of us cared about sports. I know. Or, I mean, or at least being in an area that when the hockey season was rolling, like, I was there. And when they were good, uh, I was there. But, like, if they weren't playing well or – you know, we were going to get drunk if at eight o'clock, like I, I, there was no way I was going to a sporting event. Yeah. That's just the way it was. I don't know. Yeah. So, just, uh, just the vibe of the school. And you, we all, all went there for different reasons, obviously, but yeah, it's, um, uh, it's, it's definitely interesting. And I, and I think that's why they should, uh, the, there's a reason why they struggle at, in, in athletics besides definitely. hockey. You need the buy-in from everybody, rate. dude, yeah. like top down. You really do. Top like yeah. being in athletics there, like it was just so evident that, like athletics almost felt like the black sheep of the school sometimes it was just mm-hmm. weird like with the administration we always felt like we were kind of on on high alert like walking on glass for whatever reason and just never really like appreciated it at all which like i don't, I don't care like i don't need to, like a pat on the back but it just i don't know i feel like being other places or visiting other places or some colleges my dad's worked at like athletics were just embedded in the, the grains of 
those schools and it just wasn't like that at QU, but just their priorities, I guess. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, I, I love Quinnipiac. I grew up with Quinnipiac. I, I knew all my life I was going to Quinnipiac. You, you, you learn quickly that it's a business and they're all about making money. So totally. they're going to make money. They're going to make their money either way. And as, as long as one team was nationally good, which is the men's and women hockey team, like well, specifically the men's hockey team, they're going to make, they're going to make their money there and get them whatever else from anywhere else. So, I mean, I mean, for whatever it's worth, the tuition there is $50,000 plus with X amount of students times how many years, like they're okay. And they wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. It's so true. It's, yeah, a, it's their, a weird dynamic. Their economics are working out great and they don't need the, the big time sports draw. Like it's nice to have, but it's not what they need. Exactly. Um, I think it's, uh, I th- and I, but to be honest with you, I think they're, It'll be interesting to see what they do. I was talking to some a friend of mine today who's still at Quinnipiac, and obviously they got sent home because of everything going on. But they got a survey today saying like, "Hey, like, how would you feel if uh, all classes were online in the fall?" Oh wow! Like, like they're paying fifty thousand dollars a year just for tuition to potentially just be online the rest of their their Quinnipiac career. That's so crazy. Like, if I'm going to go to an online university, I'm knowing how I'm going to pay fifty thousand dollars tuition for what. Yeah, I wonder if, like, just the cost of tuition is the same with, when you're on campus versus if it's online. Like, like just the cost of classes. Because I know when yeah. you're there, right, you're living there, like, it's all embedded in other stuff. So, mm-hmm. I, I know I, like, never really looked, like, too hard at, like, the line items. But I wonder if the cost per class per credit is different if it's online versus in person. I, I feel like it should be. I can. Yeah, uh, actually, no, I, don't, I don't. I don't think. See, you just don't get the same my... experience, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, when I when I did my, it might also depend on the program because when I did my master's the second year, I did it all online because I started to work, and it was it was still the same cost. It didn't matter. Oh yeah, I mean, so it's yeah. just I could see either way, but, I guess. But but that was also an option. Like I didn't have to do it online. I could have went to physical classes. Now that there's not really an option, I feel like they they would, might have to make an adjustment. But at the same time, it's you know, money's money. Yeah, yeah, that, that's crazy to think about. Like I can't imagine. Like I know people go abroad for a semester, so that like that's different. But I can't imagine like being for part of my four years, like doing a semester not there and everyone is just home. Oh, yeah. Like, dude, that would well, just be crazy. Under circumstances like this, definitely. Because at least if you go abroad, it's like all right, you probably went with a group of people. From right. Like you chose to do it. Have a fucking time. Yeah. yeah. But now it's like all right, you're all forced to be home away from your friends. Like I can't. I know I've said this probably on every episode at this point, but I like I can't help but feel like heartbroken for the seniors, just knowing that second semester senior year is the best semester of your life, and you're fucking home with your parents again. Which, I mean, in context, keeping it in context, there's nothing wrong with that. But you know, but imagine giving up second half, second semester senior year, just just to be home all the time and take classes and do absolutely nothing else with everything we did second semester senior year that's I mean, it's a nightmare that was easily the best time of our lives and they're just fucking sitting home yeah I, I can't even fathom it like it and honestly just like it makes me so sad thinking about that my my younger sister she's a senior in high school and i mean it's not i don't think as bad as being a senior in college but still like like she plays lacrosse in the spring right like that is just it's all canceled yeah um like everything that goes on with honoring the seniors like where, like not every senior goes to college so just like they, high school make it such a big deal like you know like going out to the real world doing whatever you're doing and 
Like none of that celebration, none of that is going on. It's just, it's so weird to think about. It's weird. And like living right. vicariously through her, it's, I just feel so bad. Yeah, I mean, you, f- you feel it because because you went through it. You know, you know, you know the emotions. You know how you felt. You know how good it was. And now, knowing that somebody is getting that feeling taken away from, taken away from them, it's just it's a it's a tough feeling to get around. I know Tiff is was is it this weekend? So Tiff is finishing up her masters this year so she technically graduates i think next week that's awesome and which yeah it's great but she was you know at the time she was all excited to you know go to graduation walk right, across like stage stuff, right? like, they're having a like a zoom graduation and they're gonna I've announce her name that. they're gonna announce her name over the zoom and she can she can like go woohoo through here at home dude that's crazy like she you know people pay all this money to go go to school and at the end of it they're their, their goodbye to the school is going to be the president saying her name through a zoom meeting i like i can't like i don't know i mean i guess you don't need that like validation you don't need that necessarily like like tangible pat on the back but it's just yeah. like an expectation it's just like it's just it's just like the icing you on know, the cake you know yeah i feel like it's just like a small gesture yeah. for all the hard work you did like for right. that brief moment you're getting recognized right like you're in the limelight for that for moment what, for what you did right and now it's just like great like plus like you had to do ooh. it with like all your friends like kind of like like say goodbye to like the people you're not gonna see for a while and just like you like experience that day together like exactly yeah it's exactly. The, the whole thing when i when i really start to think about yeah. it I, I just i get like super stressed out. i get like agita just thinking about it yeah and it, and it's all secondhand because like we we've done it already like it's it's, it's just like sympathetic feeling for people like it's it's bad i don't know um Yikes. yeah all right, let's uh, let's change the mood up here a little bit. We got it got it got a little sad for a second, but it's real, and that's just that's just the way things are here. Yeah, bring us um, back, G. The, the thing now. So we're gonna get right. We're gonna go right to the opposite side of the spectrum. We're gonna play a little fuck Mary kill. Oh sure, yeah um, sure. So so let's brighten up the mood by going to play a little fuck Mary kill. Seamless transition. Seamless. Look at that. That's how professionals do it, Pendergast. Yeah, just they go right from next. depression to fuck Mary kill. So. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna start. We're gonna start with. Uh, actually, I don't know which one's gonna be easier. But uh, actually, this one might be harder. But we're gonna go with the first one here. Uh, fuck Mary, kill, Hunter, Alex, and Eddie. And if you can just do me a favor and tell me Alex's last name because it's killing me and I can't remember it. Are you talking like Alec or Al- Alex? Alec. Sorry. See, there we go. Oh Alec. no, you're good. Yeah, Alec. Um, what was his last name? Uh, dude, I, you know you when you ask a question, you should know it. I like, dude. Yeah, I, no, it's okay. Alex, my boy. One second. It makes me feel better. It makes me feel better. Alex Lucas, know thank God. Dude, I'm Alec gonna get ragged on yeah, so yeah. badly. Alex Lucas. Um, <laughs> uh, fuck Mary, kill Alec, Hunter, and Eddie. Yeah. I mean, I hope he never gets a hold of this this airwave no, here. Never. As never. Uh, but, I mean, Hunter is gone. Um, <laughs> absolutely gone. He's just one one of the one of the most interesting people I've ever met. I, I, I like Hunter a lot. Um, kind of a fun story, I guess, to, to just show how intense he was at times. He would throw up after every workout or practice for lacrosse because he believed that if he didn't, he wasn't working hard enough. So every run, every Shit. sprint, every practice, he'd be in the corner in the trash can throwing up. Like the mm-hmm. kid was just like he was on another level in in life in general. So, unfortunately, because the other guys are my boys, Hunter, you're gone, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> um, I think the next two's tough, dude. Cause like the next one's tough. Alec, 
um, Eddie, myself. Um, I, I think I gotta, I think I gotta marry Eddie, because like what they say, like, right, like, like looks fade. You want to be with someone that makes you laugh, dude. Eddie's the funniest kid I know, so at least he'll make me the, laugh. That is the best. That is the best explanation I've heard on a fuck Mary kid. <laughs> right, like at least at, at least I'm gonna be laughing just about every day. So I'm gonna spend my, the rest of my life with one of those three guys. Is Eddie. Um, and then Alec, yeah, the, another big hairy dude, and I just going at it. I guess, yeah. Wow. Okay. okay. All right. I like that. Respect it. Who was the best lacrosse player out of the three? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I think at times, like Eddie, really had like moments of like, like bliss, like being a goalie. Like we just had a lot of goalies and a lot of talent, but mm-hmm. he, he was a really good goalie. Um, like really skilled. Um, I just like, I worked really hard and I was just like, I, I was pretty athletic, so I was effective. But in terms of like actual, like lacrosse, like playing the game, Eddie was pretty good. Okay. Okay. Uh, next fuck, Mary kill. Uh, I gotta be honest. I, I almost had three for you and then, but I couldn't think of a third one to put after Bill and Tao because <laughs> I was going to, I was going to do Cannon from Paul separately and I didn't have a third one for that either. So <laughs> I took out Paul, okay. we're going to go Bill, Tao and Caniff. Fuck Mary Kill. And, and, and to be honest with you, I gave you this one because I started thinking about it a little bit. And like the one person that I think you're going to kill could also be the person you could marry just because I can see both sides of it. That's fair. So I think like, <clears throat> I think I'm going to, pro- all right, so I'm probably going to do the easy one first. Yep. I'd probably, I'm probably going to get a fuck towel just because. <laughs> I think I like how that's the easy one. <laughs> that's the easy one. <laughs> because I don't know. I think oh, I think he uh I I don't really know if I want to give an explanation because I don't really I don't want to force an explanation because I think that's just so fucking weird. Um Tao's getting fucked. Uh I think Fuck yeah, Tao. I, I think uh, yeah, Tao, you're welcome. Um I think Bill is a goner. Um I think Bill for a lot of people who met Bill on like one or two times, like at some of the parties at Tecumseh, like, like he's just an unbelievable good time. Like so fun to be around. Like he's just the life of every party. When like we were like first met Bill, first started living with him, like he would buy everything for the party, set up everything for the party, clean everything for the party. Like he was just like the dude, like he, he was just like be a ball of fun and energy during the week like we never saw the kid he just like hold out in his room and like like we didn't like we didn't even actually see him like we had we worked at the same company like he would just leave earlier than us get back earlier than us go to bed like it was just two different bills and like it was just very weird like the kid was just very strange and like we, we still to this day can't really figure him out so mm-hmm. can't marry that um definitely gotta marry Caniff. um been living together for a while now and it's you know it's going well we haven't killed each other or uh either of us wanted to move out so definitely got a good thing going um so yeah Kenneth and i sailing into the sunset oh okay well uh i'm gonna t- i'm actually gonna answer this one because I, I feel like i know all three yeah i like uh, it pretty well here um I, i'm gonna go with the easy one here i'm gonna kill Kenneth. um sure I, th- I think it's simple i thought it was the easiest choice out of all of them um to be honest with you, if, uh, <laughs> I think the fact that Bill's living is just that. That's just just. I not love right, Bill. Actually, I right. actually texted Bill the other day randomly because uh, I don't. I don't remember why. I, oh, I saw. I'll get into that story later. Okay. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll kill we'll kill Caniff. Um, 
Park. It's interesting, man. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna marry Tal because of his love of TJ Maxx. I feel like me and him would bond about yeah, uh, you know, certain things like how our house would look. You know, um, that's what I want. That's TJ what I was Max looking for. Goods, the love of TJ Maxx. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just that's just that's just it, there's no true love like two men uh, two men loving <laughs> TJ Maxx. There's nothing else like it. And I'm gonna fuck Bill. Uh, right. I think for all the reasons you said, he's he's when when you need him, he's dependable and he's the best person ever when you need him. But other than that, when you don't need him, out of sight, out of mind. I, I think that's fair. I do. Oh, so I, I did text Bill. I texted Bill the other day because last year he just like randomly texted me and he about March Madness because it was in Connecticut. He was like, hey, dude, I got an extra ticket. Do you want to come? I was like, oh, no, i never been there. Absolutely. Classic Bill doesn't want me to pay for anything. Nothing. Like, nothing. You do it. If you bring out your wallet, like he'll just like, just like laugh. I'm, I'm sitting minute. there like begging him to take my credit card when we're buying beers. I'm like, dude, let me buy like, like a beer, everything, like everything, like while we're in here. Every, if you're not gonna tell me how much ticket it is, at least let me buy you everything while we're right. Here. No, it just doesn't happen like that. It God forbid with Bill. Um, <laughs> God forbid. So he, he's, I mean, I mean in a nice way. He's he, yeah. he truly is one of the nicest people I've ever met. But he I've is. also also seen is. that side of him where it's just like, where's, where's just that bill that I, where's that bill that I thought I knew? Right. Yeah. It's it, it's a real head scratcher. Yeah. I just uh, good kid. Dude, he, he, he well. pulled he pulled one of the most psychotic moves ever. Like. I think one of the first things that we all looked at each other and were like, I, I don't believe this kid's an actual human being. We were coming back from a, a volleyball game. Like we were doing like summer volleyball or whatever rec league, like sand volleyball. Mm-hmm. The four of us are in a car, me, Bill, Tal, and Brian driving home. Um, it's probably like nine 30 after the game. We're all pretty tired. We were pulling by a McDonald's. Bill's like, you guys want McDonald's? Like, like I'll stop. No problem. stopping. Everyone's like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. He's like, no, come on, come on. Get, let's get McDonald's. Like, he, like, literally had to convince us. Like, we didn't want to go get food. We were, like, finally, we were, like, all right, fine. We'll go get something. Pull up. Everyone kind of throws in, like, some bogus order. Like, ah, whatever, just single cheeseburger, stuff from dollar menu. Like, whatever, get a shake. Gets the bill. I'm good. I don't need anything. It was the <laughs> wildest thing ever. We're just, like, what do you mean? Like, we thought he was joking, like, teasing us. He's, like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Like oh, we, you, you, we're like you forced us to come here. Not nothing wrong with McDonald's. Love McDonald's, but like yeah, it was just the most. Psych- it, it was the most psychotic like chain of events. That's, so from then on, like, we were crazy. just like, there's just something not quite right here. That's crazy. I, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> like he, I figured he'd convince you to go to McDonald's because he was that hungry, dying for a freaking Big Mac or something, dude. Nothing. That's so wild, man. Uh, I miss I, I do miss Tecumseh though and I, and I also miss the early days of just going to Bill and Tal's house wherever that was yeah good times oh man Wes Hartford had some uh, had some good times for us dude for sure uh, Ken if, if you get to this point in the podcast thanks for the shirt also <laughs> um, text OJ's white Bronco that is OJ's white Bronco apparently he's been listening to him Greg and uh, I don't know how true that is. I don't know if he no, he's to the been whole he's thing. been listening, man. He's been he's Has been crushing he? them, absolutely. Okay. okay. He's he's been okay. yeah, he's been listening like um right away to all of them. And I, wow. I've actually been a little bit behind. So yeah, kudos okay. to Canif. Uh, kudos uh, kudos to Canif. So Canif, if if this is true, this is true, this is your moment, kid. This is your moment, my friend. OJ's white bronco. Send it to the group chat. OJ's white bronco. Alright, Greg, I wanna I wanna <laughs> Shit, we're already at an hour and a half. Who knew? Uh, I do want to talk to you a little bit about Quinpiac in general. Uh, I was because every time we do these episodes, I try to think of like the earliest memory I have of people. 
Uh, so I was wondering if you could, if you could remember the earliest memory you had of me, and I had, and I have one that I have of you, and I actually had another one come up while we were talking earlier in the conversation. So I might have two, but I, I think I know which one came first. But uh, do you had, do you remember the first time, uh, like you met me, or maybe not the first time you met me, but like the earliest memory of me? So I, I know there were times like in ledges where we were just all like bouncing around between people's rooms um and i definitely like obviously remember like seeing you and like 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 meeting and like hanging out for like one of the first times i don't remember like truly specifically like what happened again my memory is pretty shot for some reason but um i don't like i know there were those interactions like with all of us like hanging out on ledges i just don't remember exactly what it was um i, I have a weird it's this is just like it's totally unrelated but a weird memory of miogs for some reason um and like the first time I like really met Miogs, hung with Miogs, like he was pissed drunk one night and just like came in. I think I had a game the next day or something or practice, and he just came in and just unloaded and just started like telling me, uh, you know, all about his family, like his his background. Like probably talked to me for like an hour, hour and a half, and then just got up and walked out of the room. But it was awesome, dude. Just like chilling with Miogs, he was just like got real Classic. deep. Everyone else was going like buck wild outside, and he just went into it. Um, I don't know. I, I'm I, again. I'm I'm real bad with. Okay. I got like really spotty memories. So long. Long story short, Greg's <laughs> first memory of me was Miyags. talking to Miog for an hour. Yeah, and I was half. talking to Miogs for an hour and a half. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm, I'm, trust me. I don't. I don't get offended by that. But um, is there? Because I was. That was actually gonna be my follow up. Is there like other people that are in this league where you can like distinctly remember your first like interaction with them? Maybe not including Caniff since he's like you're super close to him now. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember I have a ton of memories. I just like know there were earlier ones, right? So I don't know that I remember like the first meeting of people. I feel like I remember like um, like meeting James and Ledges just in like one, like maybe in Brian's room or something. Um, but I don't know exactly what happened. So n- not not a lot of content for you there, G. I apologize for that. God damn it, Greg. I know. Right. Um, you've been doing so good this whole episode, and now we're just gonna let it crumble dude just yeah if you wait to this point sorry i really apologize i'm editing it out what's your favorite memory g it's gonna be, i'm gonna put it in something like with my voice and be like my earliest memory of g was this dude i got oh, so man. many good memories of, of all you guys especially senior year i feel like that's where oh, of course. we like all rekindled like i i think in the the house on on whitney right just like like sing like singing all like the what is what was it like years and years or king oh, by yeah. years and years and like all those like quote unquote throwbacks now and just like stumbling yeah. over to Anchi's the like red white and blue night like yeah. remember all those like real all good nights good especially second half of senior year one one of my favorite nights with you was actually the day after senior year oh I don't know if you remember that it was well you will when I explain it to yeah. you it was me you Jim and Kenneth we went to Mohegan yes it was like dude day, it was like it was like dude absolutely. It was literally the day after we, everybody left. Yeah. Yeah, we just we went because right we went to Mohegan for senior week, and, and yeah. then we were just like, dude, let's just let's go rip Mohegan. Let's get back there. I think, oh, was it that night? I think it was that night I got crushed, and then we went to Side Street right after. Yeah. And, like, I was down $200, and at that point I was freaking out because, like, $200 was way too much money to lose at the casino. And, but we went to Side Street, and I feel like, oh, we have, like, a crazy picture with you in a hat or something, a green hat maybe. I don't remember glasses i'll find it i got it i got it somewhere you gotta find it you gotta that, send it out that was that, was, that was an electric time we night. stayed over didn't we oh did we i thought we I stayed over in Mohegan that night i remember I like we, i think i took like we some weird to, selfie maybe, of us like like maybe you know maybe we went to side street the next night because we definitely like 
it was like a span of like three or four days where just me, you, Jim, and Caneth hung out before you guys left. Yeah, I remember that. We we hung around for a little while. We definitely did not want to go home. That's Dude, I, I remember, I remember like in senior week, like that last night in Larson or whatever. Me, Jim, and Caniff. I, I think you might have been there as well, but I remember Jim distinctly. Dude, just running through the hallways, just ripping every exit sign off the wall, just fucking grabbing them and throwing them off the wall. We, were, it, dude, it was absolute mayhem in that place. Classic Jim. That's so. Yeah, senior week was a shit show. I, I can't even believe the things that were done to Larson. And then, you know, outside our room, Mountain View was absolutely nuts. Um, just to, yeah, so my first memory of you, Greg, because I'm, I'm, I don't forget good people. Hit me with it. Fuck. Now I feel bad. Well, no, 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 I'm no, sorry. You, I don't feel bad. Dude, no, I, I feel, feel like bad. an idiot because I remember. Because I remember the. <laughs> actually, I don't. Because you're not uh, probably not gonna remember this. But one of the first, and I just checked the date to be sure. One of the first things I remember, and this was already late freshman year, so I'm sure we met a couple times um, in the beginning of freshman year. But it was like right after Whitney Houston died, and I came in there and you sent something along the lines of like, "Oh, you can sing," and I was like, "Yeah." And it was oh yeah, just, dude. I, I remember specifically because it was like Whitney Houston just died, and you're like, "All right, hit me with some Whitney Houston." And I just went and, and uh, dude, and I and, I lost it. I remember yeah, I was floored. Yeah. yeah, I was just like, oh okay, that's so right. Hell that, yeah, that was like that was like my earliest memory of you. Like I said, I probably met you earlier because I'm looking it up now. She died in February, and like I know it was sometime like shortly, shortly after that, where you're like, yo, sing sing something for me. I was like, like what? He's like Whitney Houston. I was like, okay. No, dude, absolutely. Yeah. That's so yeah. funny. I'm I dude, I'm, like, I'm so like pumped. First, you remember that? How do you? Oh, obviously, I was gonna ask you. how you remember the date? fucking idiot i no, i just i literally no, just right it up. yeah yeah she died so she died in february 2012 so yeah. i was second half freshman year yeah no that makes sense dude yeah absolutely yeah. i remember you came in you just belted it did, and i was like, like holy with... shit i was like dude i think i think it was like with pat page at that time and pat page yeah. i was like i i, I yeah. told him i was like dude this guy can fucking sing dude, i remember i know we like to talk about i was gonna ask you like your random person too because I, I like talking like remember random people but was was dom in that room yeah, Dom Gambino Dom, was Dom in just came my, a little Dom bit. Just came my no, head. Dom switched. He and I, like, when he moved out, I moved in and took his bed. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Dom was one of those people that I, I, was, I was very fond of him, but he was just, like, never there. And then he disappeared. Dude, I was I, I, I thought I was going to be boys with Dom for the longest time. I remember, like, freshman year, both he and I, like, we had, like, the girlfriend who didn't go to Quinnipiac and – um, I felt like we just like vibed on a lot of levels and like he was awesome, but like I felt like he just made no effort to like get close Zero. to anybody. Zero. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's he's definitely an interesting guy. I think Caniff actually saw him in West Hartford not too long ago. I think he's like living in the area. I think he's living close oh, by. Shit. Yeah, it was salty. I was like, oh word, we got another Italian. Like I liked his again, going back to the voice. I liked his voice. Right. Like I was like, oh, this kid, I'm gonna be friends with this kid, and it just never, and like I said, he just kind of disappeared. Never, never out, made so. an effort at all. It was so weird. Yeah, it's crazy. But uh, so who's who's someone random that you can kind of remember from freshman year if we haven't already uh discussed them? Because I feel like at this point we might have, but Let me and then think. you were also part of a different life, especially freshman year. I was definitely part of a different life. Um, oh, you know who? Um, I'm trying to remember. Um. What's the kid's name? I got someone in my head. Mike. Was, for some reason, him. Mike Nitsky came to mind. Oh, Nitsky. Yeah. As one, but there's Jimmy another Jimmy loves kid. Nitsky. What's that? 
Jimmy loves Nitsky. Dude, that dude was hysterical. Um, there was a there's this there's this blonde kid. I think he lived at the end of the hall. I think he was boys with Joe Cole. He got fake IDs with the group of us when we did because we did it through my house. He, he kind of had a long face, short blonde hair. I can't explain him. Can't remember his name either though. I think I did. Was he like I think he lived real there, I think close he lived to the honors girls too? Yeah. I know exactly yeah. what you mean. I don't remember his name. I can't, I can't oh, wasn't he boys with Lindenberg? If I'm thinking about the right person. No, I don't. I don't. Like a short little kid with blonde Holy hair. Holy Lindenberg. Holy Lindenberg. I forgot about Lindenberg. Damn it. Lindenberg and Sarah back at it again. Uh, yeah, I don't, I just, yeah, I don't I know. We might be thinking of different people. Not helpful that we can't figure it out. Neither of us can remember names. Yeah. We need like a phone I'm, a friend I'm, I'm on here for me. memories. It was weird because... I felt like before we got the Quinnipiac, I could remember anybody's name at any time. And then like orientation happened and meeting so many people at the same time. I just like all of a sudden that skill just went out the window. Yeah, and gone. from that point on, I can't remember anybody's name when I meet them. Yeah. So gone. I, yeah. I, I'm just so bad at it. Um, but, oh, the other kid I was thinking of was Drew Stimson. For some reason he came up the other day. He's like, do you remember Drew? Remember that kid? Yeah. 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 Dude, kid is absolutely an animal. He, uh, oh, man. he was like, he's like living with like one of my girlfriend's best friends, boyfriends in West Hartford or something. So he's like right in the area. Jesus. I think he's like a Sims fan kid. So he's like a, a in connection. the area. Very strange, but that'd be another random. What's random. Lawler up to these days? I love that kid. I have no idea. Have Last time I recently? talked to him, I think he was caddying at a golf course or like looking for a job or something. Uh, I think he hmm. and Devane might have or be moving in together at some point Connor Devane for those who don't oh, know finally. Connor um, yeah I don't know I always know those two would end up together yeah I mean they're just like yeah they just just such a love hate relationship with those guys they're like truly brothers um, yeah. they absolutely can't stand each other but they, they can't stick away from each other it's so funny unreal that's uh <laughs> what would you give to go back right now if you could Dude, a, a ton. I think, like, I think about lacrosse sometimes, too, and, and I was always just, like, especially my first three years, I was just, like, always just so stressed and took it so seriously, and I wish I were just a little bit looser and, and just kind of let myself go a little bit and, and just kind of played and didn't worry too much. I think I would have been just, like, much happier and then also just probably mm -hmm. a better lacrosse player. Um, but I think probably that Heard same that. mentality, too, just with, with just, like, social life, too. I know, like... I was definitely, and I don't know, I related to like Artie's podcast too that he just did, but just like I was definitely a little bit more like reserved or kind of like did my own thing with, with having the girlfriend, um, definitely consumed a lot of time and, and energy and, um, I don't know, I probably wish I was a little bit more social and, and hung out with the boys a little bit more, so, but. Favorite, favorite Quinnipiac memory before I, before we wrap it up. It's a tough one. Um, dude, I love, even though I didn't like, even though I wasn't on the team, which is just like super weird that this would be my favorite memory. I think like those QU whiff days were <laughs> just know. fucking, those were electric. Like oh, I, I brag about those days sometimes as if I was on the team. I always tell people like, nah, you like I was like, team, I was the like, whatever, just the, the whatever. You were our man in the stands. We needed right, you. Right, I was you, the man you, in the you stands. Were, you were literally our only fan. I was the, the token kid on the side just ripping. There was 
Bush Lattes there was playing only one Can person, Jam. There was guys, one but... person in that yard that wanted us to win that wasn't playing, and it was you. Dude, it, those were just so fun. They were just like totally Jack, brought you sorry, back Tito to childhood, Manager. plus you throw in just like the darties and just hammering some oh, beers. Twee after twee. Oh, dude, it was just so much fun. Th- those were those were real cool, real cool days for sure. Live for those days. Yeah. Man, fuck. What about you? Throw it back to you. What's your favorite QU memory? Oh, man. I would say just in general, um, like senior senior is like an easy way for me to to go about it, just because of basically we were free, like we were twenty one, we didn't have to worry about anything. Yeah, we could have fun, really enjoy it, do anything. But for me, it was always the sophomore year parties in Mountain View. I, I'm, I I'm not not one more specific than the other. It's just like I loved that like environment of loading loading up the room, getting fucking blasted, yeah. and not leaving the confine. Not I mean. For for what it was at the time, you know, not not really being of age to drink, but like having parties in Mountain View, um, you know, the setup, the breakdown, the, the everything in between. Like I, I would kill to go back and and crush sophomore year again just for the the Friday night parties in the room. Yeah, too fitting for you guys that you you were able to rip that senior week too, right? Yeah, just like exactly. So fun. It was really it really was full circle. Like I I wanted to be in ledges. I remember being like, I want to be in Legends again, just because of uh, the uh, the 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 fucking uh, bunk bed. Yeah. Just to be up top one more time. Right. But obviously, because of the numbers and Mountain being Mountain View, being Mountain View, like I'm, I'm ecstatic that we were there. So. Yeah. Wouldn't have it any other way. If if I had to, I, I if I had to do it over again, I don't think I would have done anything different. And that's something that I take a lot of take a lot of pride in between the people that I met and the experience I've had and the friendships I still have now because of it. I wouldn't change a thing. Hell yeah. It's a good way to think about it. Can't really have many regrets. My, my, yeah. My, I would say my biggest regret is that it's over. Totally. But I think me too, right? If I had to rank them, it. that'd be the number one. That's it. That's my biggest regret is that it's over. Sure, there's plenty of little things that you find that you realize later on that mattered so much to you then that don't mean anything now. Yeah, they don't matter at all. So I wish I spent a little less time worrying about that shit. Yeah, me too. But other than that, um, yeah, my biggest regret is that it's over. That's, that's all there is to it. Yeah, I like it. And I also regret that this, this podcast is over because I had an exceptionally good time with you tonight, Greg. This is great, so man. Be, before I let you go, um, I, if you want to say a few words to the boys, uh, say some goodbyes, and then uh, I'll wrap it up, and we'll, we'll take it from there. Sounds good. Appreciate it, G. Thanks for having me on, man. Truly an honor. Doing a hell of a job with these. I'm happy to be part of the league, and therefore – get my first podcast out out of the way so appreciate it yeah we had a we had a lot to talk about tonight uh it's your first time on and uh first real time on and uh i feel like we we, we filled that space nicely I, I i never know what to expect going into these things um you know they're, they're just as likely to to go an hour to go as just as likely to go one hour as it is you know almost two hours now and uh we, we didn't miss a beat and i had a lot of fun doing it and i always have a lot of fun doing these um so, guys, this was Inside the 465. I want to thank Greg again for his gracious time. We've been on here for a while now. And uh, this, this, but this podcast ends on, you know, three words and three words only. Love you guys. Oh, one more thing. Don't stop listening to Caniff on the market. The market is about to crash. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Love you guys. That's tomorrow. And that is it for us today. Okay, I don't know why. 
Whatever it is, it's not right on a teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. No, there it is. We are going to do Sting, yeah. Okay, but... Okay. Yeah, I can't read it. There's no, there's no words on it. Okay. Any? Sure. There's yeah. no words there to play us out. What does that mean, to play us out? It's, Sting is going to do... It's a video. Sting video. What is for credits? I don't know what that means to play us out. What does that mean? To end the show? Yeah. Yeah. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it. Okay. In five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. And we will leave you with a. I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. No. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Right. Fucking thing sucks! Yeah.